0: You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On. On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available literally wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media editor over at LockedonPelicans.com, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, an exciting day because we've got a lot to cover. We're gonna touch on the coaching stuff. We're gonna touch on that in the third segment, because to a degree, The coaching carousel has already started. Yes, there was a hire made of an assistant coach, though. I'll tell you why that's important and relevant to New Orleans coming up. In the first segment, we're going to look at Brandon Ingram because David Griffin and his media availability about Alvin Gentry had a really, really interesting comment about the Pelicans' young all-star, and we're going to break it down and what it means potentially for the rest of the roster as well and then in the middle segment the lotteries tomorrow I'm excited you're excited maybe the Pelicans can jump up to the top four number one hopefully like they did last season but we have an update on that on what went on with the Kings we know who's going to be representing the Pelicans on the virtual stage that they're going to have as well as the stuff going on with the second round picks so I'll give you the update on all of that before we do a lottery focused episode on Thursday's show so let's Dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So, before we go into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Period. It's as simple as that. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code Locked On to get ten dollars off your next order. Again, that's promo code Locked On for ten dollars off over at builtbar.com. And then a couple of other programming notes for later in the week, not here on the podcast, but elsewhere with the lottery being Thursday, I'm going to go live during the lottery. Like we did last year. I played the me swearing clip on Thursday show after they won the rights to draft sign. We'll go live again. It's going to be on YouTube this time, not Twitch. It's just a little bit easier for people on there. I will put the Twitch or sorry, the YouTube link in the description of the show, as well as tweet it out and pin it to my Twitter account at Jake If you don't follow me already. And then Thursday, night after the lottery, so after I'm already live for Locked On Pels, going to be doing a Locked On NBA Live immediate recap with John Corrales, my co-host on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA to give you our instant reactions. We're going to try and bring on some of the other Locked On hosts as well. Just t- talk a little bit about the lottery, our instant reaction to that all, and answer your question. So if you've got a question after the lottery happens, come ask it on Locked On Live is what we call it, and it'll be a lot of fun. We'll have the link there as well. So go follow Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook. It's at Locked On Live to get notified as soon as we go up with that show. All right. So taking a bit of a break from the head coaching talk, and don't worry, we're going to get to that. I promise in the third segment, there's some stuff going on and we'll explain why it's important to New Orleans because it is. But this one might be even more important. And this was kind of felt like a a throwaway line by David Griffin during his media availability. But this is something that has Potential like far reach amongst the Pelicans roster. So during his time talking about it, he he was referring to a lot of the player development that the team already does with the assistant coaches and the guys that they really like here on the staff and that they hopefully want to keep. And he mentioned Brandon Ingram as a six, nine and a half two guard who's just scratching the surface of his potential. Did you catch that? He referred to him as a two guard. Not a small forward, not a power forward where they often used him, but a backcourt player, a two guard. Not a three, not a wing, a two guard. That's a little bit interesting to me. The starting backcourt for the Pelicans has been, this season predominantly, Drew Holiday alongside Lonzo Ball. We all know the stuff about Drew Holiday, right? Moving from playing point guard to being more off ball and allowing that to unlock him a little bit more, and he seems to feel that way. He says he wants to play off ball, move him off ball. He did this during the Anthony Davis era here. So if you move Brandon Ingram to the two, does that mean that one of Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday is out of the starting lineup? Now, this is all very fluid, right? Like, we don't know what the offseason's going to look like. We don't know how the roster is going to look next season, but it does factor into your team building, I think. Do you look to extend Lonzo Ball this offseason if you know you can have a backcourt of Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram? Is this maybe laying the groundwork, though, for a Drew Holiday trade? When you watch the NBA right now in the playoffs... Drew Holiday is probably the missing piece on like every single team out there right now. Imagine him on the Heat. Imagine him on the Dallas Mavericks. Any of those teams he would be fantastic on and immediately elevate them to title contender. So if you could move him, you, you basically get whatever the hell you want in return for Drew Holiday. So is this comment of moving, not necessarily moving Brandon Ingram to the two, but Brandon Ingram at the two, a sign of a replacement for Drew Holiday? I don't know. I don't have the answers to these, and I don't think the team even has the answers to these, but it was just an interesting comment by uh, David Griffin about the you know one of the star players for the team. He played at the three. He played at the four for New Orleans. He didn't play an absolute ton at the two. And so this is an interesting thing. Like, why specifically mention him there, right? Now, maybe we're reading a little bit too much into this, but at the same point, He didn't really play, at least in terms of positional estimates by basketball dash reference, any time at the two. 38% at the three, 62% at the four. He did play some two with the Lakers, particularly last season. where he spent about a third of his time according to the positional estimate, but still, right? It's a little odd for a guy that didn't play there. I think this makes a lot of sense for him. He'd be a killer two guard. I think it would make defense for him potentially a little bit easier, not having to worry about length. As much, And you can just use your size and athleticism a little bit more for defense, which may be against taller players he struggles with. But at the same point, he does have moments where he's uh, flat-footed and surprised when guys kind of attack the rim and blow by him. And putting him against potentially speedier two guards, I don't know if that's necessarily the right move. But lengthwise, yeah, he, he can swallow up some of those guys. So I think that could be big. It's just a really, really intriguing comment. And I'm not exactly sure what to make of it. And then who would start at the three for New Orleans unless they have a wing in mind that they are targeting? Maybe that's the case. But just one of those things that kind of open creates a lot more questions than we have answers for, but it's worth keeping an eye on because that could very much impact the way this roster is built if you see Brandon Ingram at the two rather than the three. All right, so some lottery stuff coming up, but before we do that, make sure you start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. The Axios Today podcast hosted by Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trend shaping our world. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is also brought to you by DoorDash. Days feel a little bit longer now. I'm staring at a computer screen a whole lot more than I ever have. I'm sitting down a whole lot more than I ever have. And by the end of the day, honestly, like I feel wiped. I don't feel like cooking dinner whatsoever. And that's where DoorDash comes in. And I feel really good about it because it allows me to support restaurants in my community safely. And there's thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. So support your favorite restaurants with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. And ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, Choose the restaurant you want to eat and the food you want to eat, and it'll be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake, Factories, uh, Cheesecake Factory. And DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities they operate in safe. Right now... Our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only podcast here Monday through Friday, breaking down all the biggest stories about this team. And you want to know all of that. And there's a lot going on. So subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. All right, so what you need to know about the NBA's draft lottery tomorrow, and again, I will be live, I will send out the YouTube link, and then we're going to be locked on live with me and John Corrales after the fact, giving you the instant reaction to who moved up, who moved down, or if the whole thing goes chalk. And there's some interesting stories coming out of the lottery, particularly keep an eye on the Golden State Warriors and where that pick ends up. So first and foremost, it's going to be all virtual this year. I don't quite know how they're doing the stuff in the room with where they actually draw the combinations. We remember Alvin Gentry in their last season. You're locked in a room, kind of they're watching the whole process unfold, and then they let you in or out after the hour, but you don't get any information from that room. It's audited by Ernst & Young, so this thing is not actually rigged like it used to be. That's a joke. It wasn't actually ever rigged, though maybe... But it's pretty safe, secure. I don't think there's anything uh, nefarious going on, like people really like to try and claim. I, r- I remember there's one year when the Pelicans were in the lottery. and I think it was the Pelicans, might have been Hornets, and someone was like texting someone else I knew, being like, "Yeah, Pel's got uh, jumped into the top three because you could only move into the top three then." And we're like, "There's no way that people know this. Like when it's announced, basically on the screen, that is kind of I think the first time anybody actually finds out." who the who's moved up and who hasn't because they take your phones away when you go into that room where they do the actual drawing it was kind of funny where everyone's like oh my god and like this rumor is getting passed around between bloggers and right like none of it was true they didn't actually end up moving up that year which probably tells you all you need to know about how actual safe this is so i don't know how that's going to go on but usually every team has someone represent them during the actual draft lottery and last year, the Pelicans were represented by David Griffin. That was a very exciting moment for him wearing his lucky tie. This year, they're not going to be represented by David Griffin. It's actually going to be general manager Trajan Langdon out there on like the virtual stage that they're going to do, so you'll get to see him. And hopefully, he's just as lucky as Griffin was last season. Right now, where the Pelicans stand in the lottery, they were in a tie with the Sacramento Kings for 12th. The NBA flips a coin to decide the tiebreaker. The Kings won the tiebreaker. They get an extra lottery combination because the teams split the total combinations there. But if it's an odd number one team's going to get more, the Sacramento Kings get it. It gives the Pelicans a 1.2% chance. So you're saying there's a chance. A 1.2% chance at the number one overall pick and a 5.7% chance at the uh, landing in the top four somewhere. You can only move up into the top four. So there you go. 1.2 and 5.7. If neither the Kings nor the Pelicans move up into the top four, and the team behind them, Memphis, who owes their pick to Boston, doesn't jump into the top four either, then they will end up picking 13th instead of 12th. So they move down one spot in the actual draft because of losing that tiebreaker. A little bit disappointing, but also the Sacramento Kings are the team that passed on Luka Doncic. I don't mind taking eight and number one overall in that draft. Luka Doncic looks very, very dumb right now. And there's a reason why they are searching for a new person to be their general manager, like president of basketball operations after Vladi Divac stepped down. So the Pelicans likely looking to pick 13th, the worst that they could pick. Is 14th in this if Memphis jumps up, you can't drop down any more than that because there's no other lottery teams behind the Pelicans in this. So there's not really much room to go down, but they could jump into the top four. It should be a lot of fun. We got very excited last season when the Pelicans uh, didn't have much of a chance, a 7.5% chance of getting the number one overall pick they did. They defied the odds. We'll see if they are able to defy the odds here again. So that's kind of what you need to know for the lottery. The Pelicans do have um, two picks in the second round it's also going to be a little bit dependent in things i think we need to kind of get worked out with that still too 39th and 42 though is where you're also looking at them to pick so kind of towards the end of the the front of the first round they also own the bucks fi- likely final pick in the first round too uh, in the second round too so you're looking at 39 42 and 60 we'll deal with the second round picks later and when we get closer to the draft because that's not really exciting and doesn't really have to do with the draft lottery so right now looking that the pelicans might be picking 13th overall if they don't move up all right you know we can't avoid it all the time on the show but the coaching carousel is spinning to a degree we'll talk about that coming up here in just a minute but before we do that today's show is brought to you by built bar Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, period. It is really that simple. In fact, the only thing that's better than Built Bar is, well, Built Bar, because they've launched the new and improved formula. The old ones were already really good. I ate one every day for lunch, and now I'm excited to get the new ones in. And they've got amazing new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, Apple almond crisp, carrot cake, and that's on top of the already good flavors they had, like mint brownie, salted caramel, German chocolate cake, raspberry, coconut almond. I can go on and on and on. These things are really good they're also very healthy for you they are low calorie low sugar high in protein high in fiber and they're great for the keto diet and basically just great for anyone who's looking to be a little bit more health conscious they're covered in 100% real chocolate that's why they taste like a candy bar you'll confuse people and they will think that they are candy bars they're soft they're easy to chew they're not dry they're not chalky you don't need to chug a bottle of water down after eating one of these I use these as a meal replacement because basically for 130 30 calories i'm going to get 17 grams of protein along with four grams sugar four grams net carbs and then if you need even more protein they've got the peanut butter one which is 19 grams of protein and only 180 calories and now you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last when you go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll also get ten dollars off your next order so use promo code locked on for ten dollars off over at builtbar.com all right, don't forget, we're going to be live during the draft lottery on my YouTube page. Link is going to be on Twitter by the time you're listening to this, and I'll also have it in the description of the uh, show here today, so you can grab it that way too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe we'll strike lightning in a bottle again and get very lucky, and maybe you'll just hear me screaming almost like uncontrollably joyous, though this draft isn't as exciting as last year's was with Zion in there. And then we're going to be locked on live after me and John Krause host of the Locked on Celtics podcast my co-host on the Wednesday edition the today edition of locked on NBA so make sure you follow the locked on live Twitter account you'll know when we go live with that show which is going to be a lot of fun we'll take your questions on there or just pop in to say hi and hang out with us for a little bit all right so no update on the Pelicans coaching search and there won't be as Fletcher Mackle in yesterday's show mentioned to you as I've mentioned to you things are going to be really quiet on that front at least this week and likely into next week as well But the coaching carousel is starting to spin in the NBA, despite everyone being stuck in the bubble. The New York Knicks, who already hired Tom Thibodeau to be their head coach, has now hired Johnny Bryant, an assistant coach, away from the Utah Jazz to be their associate head coach. Johnny Bryant's known for player development, and he's done a very good job with a number of the guys there in Utah. So, hirings are getting done, moves are being made. But these are assistant coaches. These are not your man in charge. The CEO, I guess, person in charge could be woman in charge here. This is not your CEO of the franchise, the person who's going to set the tone. These are assistant coaches. That makes a lot of sense that these start to spin right now, particularly where you have the Bulls who need to fill out a full staff and really start to kind of hit the ground running with their offseason, which they're already in right now. The Chicago Bulls will be going through the same thing as well. The Brooklyn Nets will start to go through this once they make their head coaching hire as well whenever they're eventually eliminated from the playoffs and they have time to properly evaluate Jock Vaughn. New Orleans won't be. They already have their assistant coaching staff in place, it sounds like, and they want to keep a lot of these people. So they aren't likely to need to get your person in charge right away because you have people that can do the work if there's any work that needs to be done during this time. So it shows you you can have Zoom meetings and then hire people based off of that. But for the person in charge, the head coach, the CEO, that's not what you're going to end up doing. David Griffin said himself, you are not going to see them make this hire through Zoom alone. He's big on relationships. Go back to when he took Zion to Commander's Palace and how that place had so much importance to him because it was the first restaurant he ate in New Orleans when he visited here as like a teenager for a video game convention. He's not going to just make this decision through Zoom. So while it can be, and you're going to see some names get snapped up, and you're going to probably freak out, like, what are the Pelicans doing? Why are they taking so long on this? And feel like some of their guys are kind of being left out. Don't worry. It is okay for assistant coaches when you have a pretty strong staff in place. And I think we all agree that they do here in New Orleans. It's not as big of a deal. So take a breath. Things are still good. The Pelicans are going about this process very methodically because they know how important of a hire it is. And they want to make sure they get the right guy that's going to work with the front office in the way that the front office wants. And that's some of the reason. And Griffin, or not Griffin, uh, Fletcher had mentioned this yesterday's show. I've mentioned it as well. It's led to some of the friction between David Griffin and Alvin Gentry and why they left. So this is going to still be a process even with the coaching carousel spinning right now but they don't really need to add many assistant coaches. I think you just need to keep the current guys you have and bring in a different approach. Griffin did this in the front office too. He liked a lot of the people they had there and just thought they needed to be working slightly differently. They didn't just completely clean house in the front office last season. They kept a lot of the same names. Brought others in too, but kept a lot of the same names. And I think they're going to maybe do that same thing with the coaching staff. You have the right people here. Now you got to put them to work the right way. So I don't worry when I see an assistant coach getting hired. And I think it's just kind of the normal process. This is going to go into mid to late September, potentially October as well, when we're going to eventually see the Pelicans make their head coaching decision. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. The only podcast Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. And there's a lot going on right now. So subscribe so you never miss an episode or a segment here on Locked on Pelicans, wherever you get your podcast from. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. I'm excited for tomorrow. It's the draft lottery. We're going to get you covered with everything you need to know about that. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.